Welcome to Reactive with your hosts, me, Rockbot, and Khalil. Hello. And Henning. Hello. And I have the flu. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no. Sorry. So sad. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad that I'm getting it now because I don't have any events coming up right this second. Um. And I don't have anything like like there's nothing super pressing right now. We have things that we need to ship at work, but it's it's not so bad that I can't work from home. Although yesterday was really bad. I took like three naps yesterday. It was <laughs> it was glorious, but also the laziest I've been in my working career to date. <laughs> so, yeah, one of those situations, there's just no point in trying to do anything because you just you can't do anything. Yeah. yeah, your brain is just like nope. Your yeah. body is just like nope. And so you're just nope, nope, noping all day. Yeah. Um, but I did get to watch some. I get to. I did get to catch up on some internet memes and stuff. So that was good. Um. um yeah. So so what's new? <clears throat> what's exciting? Uh, what's new? What's exciting? So well, I I discovered something. Um. Discovery. <laughs> Actually, my wife brought this to my attention. I have no idea how how new or old this is, but it's a thing by Google, and it's called Kittle. Oh, it's an internet yes. search engine for kids, or a kid-safe search engine. Mm-hmm. Which, um, well, for those who have kids in the age that are fiddling around on the web and don't know yet how to get to. The other stuff, um, I think it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's actually made really, uh, really fun. So the landing page is really neat. It's like on this planet with this weird looking robot, and uh, Kittle is spelled in the Google colors, of course. And um, it has the same sort of um, you know things that you would expect from the the big one or the real one. Uh, it's you know web search images, news, videos, and with the with the difference, of course, that it's um, supposed to be safe for kids, and the way they do this is they have basically, and I, I don't know how they how they are able to to maintain this, but there's sort of three categories. The way I understand it is, and the first two are actually hand curated. So these are things that are deemed safe by Google people uh, for kids, and uh, the third one is, I believe sort of a well-known or well-established, you know, sites where they know that, yes, it is it is created for adults, by adults, but it is still, you know, appropriate. And uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. So if you if you type in expletives or something like that, it gives you the, this, this uh, goofy-looking angry robot says, oops, try again. And uh, the results are, are different in the, in the way that they are, they have huge thumbnail uh, images, they come back with and the the type or the font is is much much bigger too so it's easier to parse and um, probably easier to to find stuff um yeah i fiddled around with it a little bit today and uh when when i think my kids are ready i might introduce them to this <laughs> so yeah i mean it's, it's uh, interesting yeah because i mean i think so many parents they don't even they're not even you know especially ones that are not really you know, in our field, they just have mm-hmm. no clue, and they mm-hmm. they don't know what kind of crap you can get into. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so it's a it's an attempt, and I like it. So yeah, 
I've, the only things I've heard about Kittle so far, and granted, I don't have kids, so it doesn't really pop up on my radar very much anyway. Right. Um, but, but I've heard, I've heard, I've only heard negative things about Kittle. So oh, I'm really no. glad that you had like a positive thing. Um, the, the one like major negative thing that people have to say, and granted, like I follow a lot of people of like from all sorts of different backgrounds, but people are really angry that, uh, Words like transgender are considered bad. Like, nope, that's bad. Oops, uh-huh. try again. Or words like gay or whatever. Like, so I guess there, it's an interesting question of who's allowed to say what is and isn't appropriate. Like, if gay a child works, by is, the way. oh, gay does work. Okay, yeah. um, but I mean, whatever it is, like there were there were some like words re- with regards to sexuality and. Um, you know, like if this is your main portal into the, into the, the internet and you need answers about certain things, cause I think I am not a transgendered person, so I cannot speak for myself, but my understanding is that for a lot of people, they learn about things about themselves when they're very, very, very young and knowing a place where they can ask safe questions to understand things when they don't feel like they can ask their parents about it. Um, you know, isn't that what the internet is for? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Point, these are not know? these are these are not questions that I have answers to. Um, but definitely, there are a lot of people that I follow uh, on Twitter who are like, "This is insufficient. Who are these people to, to <laughs> declare what is and isn't appropriate for children?" And da 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 da. Um, or like, if a kid is in trouble, you know, and they need to like find out information about how to get out of trouble um, for whatever reason, like so, like. I think there's a question about negative things that are awful and we don't want to talk about them in society, but because we don't talk about them in society, then it's deemed quote unquote unsafe for kids when really children need to need these answers just as much as adults do. Um, and so I don't know, it's, it's a very interesting philosophical debate and question about you know, kids versus adults and what isn't, isn't appropriate. Um, and I think it's fascinating. So that is a, that is a very good point that I, I hadn't even thought that far. Um, <clears throat> yeah. To, to oh, be, so yeah, no, that's, that's a very, very important thing. And, and that's true. I mean, then, you know, somebody else is making the decision for you as to what is deemed, you know, appropriate. And I think that's a, that's a false sort of in a different category. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that is a big problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously things like, you know, uh, I can certainly think of things that are definitely not kid appropriate, right? Like there are certain things that are just like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> like let's let's not talk about like, like I, I think it'd be really great if there were kid friendly versions of more adult topics. Like um, what is the Black Lives Matter movement? Right. Like there are certain parts of, of that discussion that you need to have a little bit more experience in your life to be able to fully understand what's happening. But a kids friendly article on like a like kids friendly Wikipedia page would be super helpful to like at least be like, OK, this is a thing. Yeah. This thing is is causing a lot of anxiety and, and stress and trauma for lots of different groups of people. And you may fall into a certain group of people and it may be really difficult for you to understand, um, but understand like these certain highlighted pieces 
so that you can at least engage in, in high-level conversations, even though you haven't quite experienced enough of this to fully understand all the different pieces involved. I don't know. <laughs> can you tell I'm not a children's educator at all? I have no idea how to proceed with these things. <laughs> no, but these are, these are actually you know, really good points and really important. I was thinking more of like my seven- and eight-year-old, if he wants to go research, you know, I don't know, wombat poop or something like that. And, you know, it would work for yes. that. But, uh, yes. Yeah, so no, I hadn't taken to that next step, and that, of course, is uh, I agree. That's a that's a tough one. But what's interesting though is that uh, they seem to be listening to those people who are complaining because if you type in transgender, then you get you get results. Oh. You know, they seem to be kind of um, curated, <clears throat> and for kids also, kids as trans resource guide support and resources for people who are transgender or gender these kids all are right uh, these kids are all right too stuff like that so <clears throat> so that's that's cool i mean it, I, i guess if if they're listening and they're they're adjusting it to to what society is basically saying they need and want and stuff yeah um i guess also maybe you know they also maybe had to figure out um, just take a little bit more time to figure out these search terms. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> But does it? Do you know when this actually came out? Because I have no idea I how. I only heard about it within the last week. Okay. So yeah, same here. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's great actually, and maybe that's a that's a case for pro uh, individual like like hand curated things because i think like i was saying you know if there's a if there is a kid friendly version of these really difficult topics then there's no reason not to share that kid friendly version while avoiding the maybe not so kid friendly versions at least for like up to a certain age i don't know yeah. um a lot of this really is going to come down to parents and parents deciding okay let's talk about these things let's you know Let's transition between Kittle and Google and, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, definitely interesting questions. Definitely interesting questions. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's good to have – I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I had Prodigy and, and then AOL. And I could – I was definitely able to find myself into the non-kid zone. Uh, <laughs> And I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> There are moments where I was like, no, take me back. Take me back to the rainbow colors. Please, oh God, please. I don't like it here. Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Cool. What else is going on? Uh, so I found a really cool tweet. Um, somebody retweeted that. It's a tweet by Wes Boss. Wes Boss? Do you do we all know who West Boss is? Uh, sounds familiar. I don't know West Boss. Huh? I don't know that I know West Boss. Okay, I don't know. I I also don't really know him, but uh, mm -hmm. I've seen his name uh, around in the JavaScript community. Anyway, he made a really cool little um, uh, screenshot of of um, how would you say that? Basically, he is he. He wrote a little. He wrote a little bit of code, and commented that code in a in a friendly 
uh, informative way, which explains to you how the const objects work in JavaScript. So in, in, in ES 2015, you have this, uh, this new variable declaration that's const, called const. <clears throat> and um, so if you do that, then you, um, first of all, it's, it's, uh, it implements that local scoping thing. And, um, but the other feature with const is that it's a constant, meaning that you can't rebind this variable but that's confusing to uh, to some people in the beginning especially because when you so if you use const you might think that um to use const and you you assign a, an object to that variable you might think that this object can't be changed but actually the object can be changed only the reference can't be changed right so the object is bound to this variable, to that const variable by um, by reference. And so, if you want to just completely override um, or overwrite that that object with a with a different with a new object, or if you just want to you know store store a string in that variable, that won't work. But if you want to change um, values or add properties to that object, that will still work. So it's not making it immutable. It just uh, makes that, um, it just is like a hard binding. And he does explain that really, really nicely in that little screenshot. So so that's definitely cool. And we should link that up. It's cool to, to learn like little things like that in, in a focused way. You know? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. That was uh, a little um, ES6 school yeah. thingy. So tell us about your podcast rebranding. I'm curious what's going on there. Okay, so it's there's it's really is literally just a rebranding because so so I have this this briefs FM podcast which is just three minutes of me talking. We talked about this last uh, last time, and um, so I just gave it a name. First of all, I. I, I ended the trial period officially for myself. So I was trying out Briefs FM and um, concluded that it, I enjoy doing that, um, recording those three-minute uh, episodes, and that I'm going to keep doing it. And I um, and I got the uh, the plan with with the analytics, so I can see how many downloads I get per episode and stuff. And I told them I want to change the name of the podcast because. Originally, it was Khalil's podcast, and I don't know. It's just a very, it's boring, and I, I like to just to give a podcast like a name, a word, and the podcast is just like reactive or descriptive, <laughs> and uh, so that podcast is just called Simple. It's a simple podcast, and I and I'm and I use the word simple because I was so impressed by that talk from rich hickey where he was talking about simple made <laughs> i was easy. just gonna ask if that had anything to do with it <laughs> yeah absolutely and i and i've and so simple like you said comes stems from the word simplex which means like one fold or, or one braid or made out of one thing and and so for me it translates to every single episode i want to just focus on on talk about one thing for three minutes Instead of just like 
maybe you know talk talking about multiple things just focus on 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 one thing because that is kind of it's it's for me it's a little bit of a challenge to to dive into details sometimes i'm 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 more of a person that looks at things you know from up top you know like the broad big picture kind of thing and so when it comes to architecture and code and stuff like that like that's i'm good at that because i can see the big picture but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty sometimes it takes me a little bit more effort and and but i like to 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 to, to dive down like that and, and and this podcast is kind of a little bit of a an exercise for me to do that and um and since it's just three minutes uh you know a pop it's it's cool i can do it so that's why simple because it's a very simple kind of idea and it's 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 a simple podcast at the end of the day <laughs> so and i also came up with a with a nicer cover for for my podcast I, yeah i noticed that it's uh, it's funny yeah <laughs> i like I, it <laughs> so i enjoyed that so this had nothing to do with the problems at overcast or with overcast i thought that's maybe why why you were well, doing this not not really but but i'm also trying to um so i also i resubmitted my Oh, maybe we should just. Did we talk about that the last time? I'm not sure. No, we didn't. So okay, basically, so the, yeah. So, so the, is having issues with brief of, briefs FM. Yeah. At least with some of them. With some, and we don't know why yet. Some feeds they don't. They only show uh, like a few episodes or something, like, and don't show the latest episode of the briefs podcast. So, so we had. Um, so Andre f- found out that it might have something to do with the HTTPS. Um, in front of the feed of the protocol in, in the feed URL. And uh, that seemed to help. I'm not sure if it is the solution, but I also took the opportunity to, with changing the name of my podcast, to resubmit my feed just with HTTP. And um, so far, it seems to be working. At least if you subscribe with that feed, it will show you the, the latest episode. I don't know how it's going to go um, um, you know, in the future. But uh, this seems to work. Um, we'll see. It, it, this overcast problem is really annoying because yeah, it we all seems kind of, like the, the 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 feed is going stale. You submit it, and yeah. then whatever is available at the time will not submit it. Whenever you load the thing into Overcast, or you you manually subscribe to it via the the feed URL, mm-hmm. it seems to at least before it seems to have pulled everything in that was there at the moment. Being meaning that, you know, if you had two episodes live, it would pull those two in, but then it would basically just sit on that and uh, not bring in any new ones. But now, after yesterday, or three or four days ago, it's not even doing that anymore. Um, it's just, it's again going stale, and nobody can get a hold of Marco, I guess, to figure out why why this might be happening. So yeah, it that's, is, that's a little sad. And it's also sad because they, they so prominently kind of advertise Overcast on the Briefs uh, podcast yeah. pages, right? Because they have a link to subscribe in Overcast and not a link to subscribe in Pocket Casts or any other app. Um, I mean, iTunes is there too and just the RSS feed, but it's just like, you know, it's there prominently. So that's a little bit... Well, it's also nice, you know, for for me when I want want to publish or just tweet about an episode if you use the overcast link you get this nice you know embedded player in the tweet and yeah 
I can't do that right now, which really stinks, but hopefully I'll get yeah. it figured out. Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, but that's the whole story. Basically, I just, I just kind of, it, it was the whole, the, the podcast so far was basically for me, it was a test run. And I just kind of made it nicer a little bit because now I just want to keep doing it for, for I don't know how long. I'm just keep cool. Doing it. Yeah. Oops. I wanted to. Um, so I forgot to mention that I know Ben Orenstein, one of the creators of Briefs FM. Oh yeah. Uh, we did we did Recurse Center uh, together. We were both uh, residents at the Recurse Center last summer. And so, hi, Ben. I'm sorry I forgot to be like, oh my god, I know Ben. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's kind of fun how like the world is small, and you know last week at, or last week yeah we're like oh we're using this thing and I was like la 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 and then I'm like wait a second <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah so now I have to think about if I'm going to come up with a you know briefs FM thing I don't I have no time there's no way that I can do this um, oh yeah but there is. I like the idea of it. No, there isn't. Sure, well, it depends. I think it depends on <laughs> what what you do or what you decide to yeah. do. Because sure. Because I, um, you know, I was very enticed by the the three minute thing and the low production and all that. But I chose a a very specific, very narrow focus, which is um, my, I guess, progression and and how I learn about PHP Storm, the uh, IDE. And so that's actually really, you know, technical and in-depth. And in order to say something useful <laughs> for three minutes and ha actually have, uh, you know, you need links and you have to have show notes because if I just talk about, you know, keyboard shortcuts, nobody's going to remember that, right? Uh, it's useless. So there has to be a little bit of an element. So it's not quite, for me, it's not quite, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit down and record something and then push send. No, I, I do have to have a little bit of preparation work uh, or time and I've just sort of settled in and I'm still working on this but I do I do it in batches so basically I'll like do three episodes or four episodes all in one go and it'll take me 30 or 40 minutes which is a lot right it's 10 minutes per episode when you say oh it's just three minutes no but um, <laughs> but so it's it's still it's still okay for me because I, I'm definitely um, you know fulfilling that goal I had which is to to sort of force myself again to learn stuff. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm discovering new things every time I do this. I mean, one of the, the coolest things today was, uh, just an aside, the uh, the Vim uh, emulator for, for this IDE is, is really one of the best, or not the, if not the best, that I've ever, um, you know, worked with in any other, or in any editor um, that's not Vim itself. And um, they're actually so so, the, but the problem still is is you can't really in you know it's a plugin to emulate Vim, but you can't install Vim plugins, right? Um, but what they're doing is they're actually putting in certain very popular plugins. It seems like so, for example, Surround, which is something I use all the time just to quote things or to put parentheses around things or to change from single quotes to double quotes. They actually had that in there, and I didn't know. And I was reading through this stuff today in preparation for the show, and so hey, perfect, you know. So I don't have to to miss that. So that was really cool. Yeah, that's cool. So that's working, but it's taking more time than I had thought it would. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine but, that. Uh, for, for me, it's 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 really like 
I kind of I think about it during the day because I just want to record something that I'm thinking about, you know, that's something that is part of my life that or part of my work or whatever that is important to me that it's currently um just going uh how do you say um something that keeps me thinking turning in your head yeah it's turning my head keeps me thinking or whatever so when i when i notice that something like that's happening i'm like oh this is something i could talk about and so it kind of i process things during the day and ask myself hey what what could i basically get on record and yeah. then and then i just sit down and and for me it's quite quick then but it's still yeah. like but it's not it's kind of a natural thing that is just happening during my day that and sometimes i even just record when i walk to the train right because I, i i thought about it the day before and i thought about it some more in the morning and then i'm walking to the train i say okay i'm going to record now like i, I pretend like i'm on the phone <laughs> <laughs> And just hold it, hold the phone, to it and I record the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. So that's how you do it, you know, like ninja style. I see. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. How about this, uh, folks? If you, to our dear listeners, if there's a podcast that you can think of that would make sense for me to do in three minutes at a time, join our Slack channel and be like, "Rockbot, here's what I really want to hear from you." If I have enough of like similar topics-y type things, then maybe I'll consider doing it. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Luring people into Contest. our Slack channel. <laughs> you can win a t-shirt. You can win socks. <clears throat> I will send you wombat socks if, if you are the winning idea. Exactly. That's a, that's a great idea. They are really cool. Yeah, they're super cool. <laughs> they're very cool. <laughs> ah, we have to make more selfies with those socks. Yeah. By the way... <laughs> By the way, uh, Raquel, you sent uh, you sent th those T-shirts and, and socks, and that yes. was super awesome. Because uh, yeah, we talked about that. We we actually wore them uh, when we gave our talk at um, TopConf. But one of the T-shirts was XL because it's my size, right? XL, but it yeah. was a female's, a woman's T-shirt. Oh no! <laughs> so it was rather, but was it, it was rather shapely, <laughs> snug. <laughs> was it fitted? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so, so my wife is wearing that to, to in bed to, as a pajama. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's I okay. Sent you two. I sent you two MPM shirts. PJs. Yeah, two. So the other one, the blue one with the wombats on it. Thank God it was not that one. That one is okay. is immense. Immense t-shirt. That's great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so everything's good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, goodness. It must have been a, a slight, it, whatever. It doesn't matter. No, it anyway. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's still being used, so it's good. Like, yeah. And I have an NPM sticker. I have an NPM sticker on my phone and one on my um, laptop as well. So, <laughs> Yay! Just, just in case people didn't know that NPM is cool or I like NPM, <laughs> I put it somewhere. It's all good. It's all good. Excellent. It's great. Oh, goodness. So um, there was a really fun article. I don't know if it's fun. Um, there is an article. So, okay. I live in the Bay Area. Uh, the other day there was a conversation uh, in our Slack channel with somebody who's looking for jobs in the Bay Area and was both excited and terrified because he didn't want to move to the Bay Area oh, yeah. because if he had to, it was going to be so expensive. And he lives in 
in a in kind of the central part of the United States where housing is very reasonably priced and you can get a lot of house for not as much money. Um, where like if you were to move the same size family and ask for the exact same size house with the same yard and everything like that it would cost probably about six times more per month uh, just living in the Bay Area. Like that's how and like the it's ridiculous. Um, and I so me living in the Bay Area, this is something I have to face every single day. This whole idea of the tech worker like this is we're living in this mecca of tech workers and uh, I don't know. It's just so popular here. It's beautiful out here. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't help. Rather that it's so gorgeous out here. It's perfect weather, and you can you can go skiing and go surfing in the same day if you wanted to. Um, it's just really great living here. Uh, the only problem is that prices are ridiculously expensive, and you have a whole bunch of people wandering around going, "I have this brilliant idea, but you have to sign an NDA before I'll tell it to you because I don't want anybody to steal my idea." By the way, are you looking for a co-founder? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, I might be slightly bitter, uh, <laughs> but point is, <laughs> I'm wandering around. I'm just looking at my neighborhood and being like, "If I ever have to move, I'm screwed." Because by the time like after your lease ends, there are all sorts of housing possibilities and and trying to find a house. Like you have to like you have to race to find a house and you have to bid against people and it's it's just it's a nasty, nasty situation. And so my husband and I have been talking about, well, where are we gonna live when we finally get kicked out of the Bay Area because we can't afford it anymore? Um, and it's the most dep- depressing conversation ever because no one wants to leave a place that they really like. Um but there was an article recently that said that a lot of tech workers are leaving the Bay Area and going elsewhere because it is just too expensive. And it got me thinking, if everyone else who lives in the Bay Area would just leave because it's too expensive, then maybe before I have to leave, <laughs> prices will come down. So if you're listening to this podcast and you live in the Bay Area... Leave. Yes, it's too expensive. <laughs> Go away. Let me know what you find outside of the Bay Area. And maybe I'll join you there. <clears throat> maybe. You just, okay, you just go ahead. I'll follow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Y'all go first. Yeah. I'll go first. And then I'll, I'll be right behind you. Yeah. Right behind you. Yeah, but the, 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 median, like- the home prices are, you know, just to put it in perspective, they are, they are astronomical. I mean, oh, yeah. I think... This must have been probably even ten years ago, wasn't it? Like the mean housing price was like six hundred thousand dollars or something crazy like that. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> mean housing prices here. If you want a uh, like a one bedroom, one bath, uh, like condo, it's going to cost you about eight or nine hundred thousand. Okay, so you want a house? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want an actual house, especially in the city, if, if you want it in San Francisco proper, it's going to cost you about. $2 million. Um, in the East Bay, which is where I live, you can probably get a house for a million and a half. Like, but like a nice house, like with a backyard and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, if, you want a, if you want a backyard in San Francisco, it's going to cost you $3 million. Um, which, you know, every single one of us just has that money. Of course. Sure. You're all rich. Um, yeah. Not You're a, all cool. So anyway, um, join, the, join the Slack channel and tell me where I should move next because there's no way I can afford to live here for much longer. Well, obviously no, I mean, Berlin, uh, right? Or Germany. Yeah. yeah, I know. yeah. But isn't one of them also like Portland, Oregon? A lot of people have gone there. I mean, Tilda 
you know, Yehuda yes. cats, etc. They went up there. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of people are going to Portland, Portland but yeah. now Portland Portlanders are claiming, you know, stop coming here. You're bringing, you're making the prices go up. Uh-huh. And Seattle is already. If you want to live in the like, the least nice parts, uh, the least nice parts of town, you got to buy now because those prices are already going up. Hmm. So all the places where people are already dispersing to, they're making the the the, the prices go up. Meanwhile, the prices here are actually, they are starting to go down. It is actually happening. It's just not down enough. <laughs> so yeah. people keep moving out. Keep going. Off you go. Yeah, I mean, it must be so hard to just get into there from another part of the country. I mean, just, you know, same thing with moving to New York City. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's like moving to London. It's yeah. It's just you know best of luck to you we're hoping we're rooting for you. i mean like if you're if you're 23 and and uh subsisting off of uh cup of noodles and you know don't mind sleeping on a couch you'll be fine but if you if you have you know a family uh there's more to you than just you and a backpack it's a little bit harder yeah um so Anyway, uh, I, I have zero desire to leave my job, but I can work remotely anywhere. So if anybody knows of a really great place to live, <laughs> come join our Slack channel and let me know. <laughs> yeah. So was I, housing price, is that the, was that the only thing cited in the article that people are leaving for or because of? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, it's, it's not just that. I mean, let's see. Um, it's, yeah, actually, I don't even think they explicitly said, oh, and also, um, so not only prices, but also just, they want affordable areas where they can improve their quality of life because let's face it, if you can't, if you can't afford to buy a house with a backyard, um, you know, people in their thirties and forties are, leaving because they want to start a family but they can't have a family they don't want to raise a they don't want to raise their families in like a tiny 300 square foot apartment that you know you can touch both sides both walls with just your hands um so <laughs> living in a hallway yeah yeah exactly like you want you want a little bit more room you want your kids to go to good, good schools and blah 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 i don't know it's all right Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, pretty insane. I also heard that Mark Zuckerberg, when he bought his latest house um, or some house, I don't know. My wife told me that. I think she read an article. Um, he the house was priced at so and so million. I don't know, like three million or something like that. But he he just overpaid without a reason. Like he paid like double that or something like that. So, oh yeah, why, when that happens, pretty. Common. But why? Why? Because that definitely because drives up the prices even more, right? If absolutely. The, if, but and, it also, it, it also basically says nobody else tried to bid on this house because right. you're not going to win. Yeah, I want this house; it's yeah. mine. Right. But apparently, okay. rumor has it that he also bought the houses around that house, sure. so that he could he could tear them all down and make a big complex, which mm-hmm. you can't normally do. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, 
must be nice being the richest person ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Arnold, he did that too. He bulldozed everything and made a huge yard. <laughs> oh, okay. goodness. Yeah. yeah, of course. And then, then that area, of course, gets super expensive. And then nobody else but super richies can live there and stuff, right? Yeah. Because the, no yep. normal people can be Pretty in much. that area. Yeah. I, I'm We're just sure normal. Interesting subject. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> I said thanks for that depressing subject. She, you, know, you said it at, at the at the onset. We're like, damn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 just curious. I think. I mean, it's, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. still kind of confined to that area right now. So yeah. you can always choose to be somewhere else. Uh, I think it's not a bad it's not a bad choice to be somewhere else because there's lots of oh, work yeah. all over the world. We have the internet. It's great. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No. I just have to figure out where. Berlin. That's all. <laughs> the problem is... The weather is not... Well, I don't know. It's oh. great. <laughs> Germany is getting tropical. Didn't you notice? <laughs> like, no... I mean, for real, the, 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 this winter, you can't even call it a winter, really. Like, yeah, but it's still gray. Six months sure, ago. but less than the last years. So, I mean, oh. you know, climate change is working for us here. It's great. So... <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a beach soon <laughs> in front of Berlin and Stuttgart. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, we had some we had some cool conversations in the Slack channel, and I had to leave early, but it was about uh, uh, frameworks and Ember and things like that. And one thing that I thought of um, when we were chatting about that was basically. Um, Ember has decided, or the, the project has decided to start these um, long-term support releases. And I think just a few days ago, version 2.4 came out, which is the first LTS release. And what they want to do with this is that, you know, they're on this six-week release cycle. And while that is great for many, most, some projects... Um, it's it doesn't work for everyone. It's just it's it's a little bit too much to have to to upgrade the, the framework every every six weeks. And regardless of how easy it's made and how automated it is, so what they've done is they decided they're going to introduce this um, uh, this new release cycle for LTS releases that basically is every um, <clears throat> I believe every four releases is an LTS release. So now 2.4 is an LTS and the next LTS is going to be 2.8. And and so the whole point of this is is that they will um, basically allow you to skip a whole bunch of releases and still have a coherent upgrade path. And you don't have to basically go through every single one of them um, to get all the release notes and here, do this and this and this, change that. It's all going to be um, consolidated into into one, so you can basically expand your your release cycles. And the the other cool thing about that is is that they're going to guarantee um, security fixes for sixty weeks. So even if you stay on some specific LTS version, they are going to backport um, security fixes and bug fixes. To some degree, I don't think it's sixty weeks, but uh, into these into these releases, and I don't know. I mean that that is really cool. I think that again shows sort of the maturity of um, 
of the framework or of the project on, on thinking about these, um, you know, real world issues that that developers face and and how to help them. I just don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, that's that's nuts. Then they have all these different um, LTS releases that they have to backport stuff to. Uh, so it sounds like a whole lot of extra work too. But um, the question like, is, though, um, if those security fixes are often um, that complicated to, so to speak, backport. Probably, yeah. Good point. You yeah, know? I think that they would just be often in the same kind of bits of code, mm -hmm. and might might not yeah. be so much overhead. But you never know. But yeah, yeah. But once again, Ember is. Um, is being is just being its incredible self, I would say. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is this is just again another really cool feature that makes them really um, unentbehrlich. What's unentbehrlich of English? Uh, oh, in indispensable. Yeah, indispensable for for yeah. teams that you know that like it makes them more indispensable in how much they help the teams that use it so yeah it's, it's really yeah it's uh it was it was hard for me or i don't know how to articulate it or say but i think it's maturity and just dealing with you know the things that actually happen on projects that that uh you know go a long time i guess i mean uh you know i've been working on stuff now for six years maintaining the same code base or you know several of them but You know, there's nothing like that, and uh, upgrading is 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 almost not an option on some of the older things because because of the lack of things like this. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, these are yeah, these are just things that you really are faced with, and it's really cool to have your your framework support that. So, pretty awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> that was the Ember segment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I have I have an exciting announcement. Ooh, you want to hear my exciting announcement? No, I <laughs> I'm going to speak at JSConf Iceland. Whoa! What? Nice. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited to be going to this tiny little island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really, really, really excited. Um, and uh, tickets just went on sale. Uh, it's in August. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm going to be at, at Scotland JS and JS Conf Iceland. Um, and I think that's going to be the only two conferences this year that I'm going to be doing. So, um, yeah, we should just, it'd be great to meet up with some listeners at either one of those conferences. Uh, Scotland JS is in June and JS Conf Iceland is in August, um, I could not say no to Iceland. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um, and uh, so tickets are on sale. Uh, they are a bit pricey because it's on, you know, a little island in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but if you can get your employer to pay for them or if you can pay for them yourselves, uh, definitely join us. It's going to be a heck of a good time. It, the format of it is going to be very similar to JSConf US where there's uh, – There's one track that is curated and then there is like a track B where if you have a ticket, you can sign up to be in, it's like a first come first serve sign up uh, for a slot. And um, sometimes the best talks of the conference are actually in that track B. 
Um, I will be in track A, alas. So my talk might suck, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> no, I think it'll. I think it'll be fun. Um, I'm not entirely 100% sure what I want to talk about yet, but it will almost certainly be NPM related. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I I need to learn some Icelandish. Icelandic? Iceland- I need to learn the language of Iceland. <laughs> so is that the first time in Iceland or is that, uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, for the conference? Oh yes, yes. It it's okay. a first-time conference, um, and it's a first. T- it, uh, it'll be the first time I'm in Iceland. It'll be the first time this conference is in Iceland. So um, come join me and let's eat some random dried fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Salted. Very awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so actually, there's another conference that has um, its first appearance in the world, which is Ruhr JS, which is in the Ruhrpott in Germany. And it's also it's modeled after uh, JSConf EU, I guess slightly. I think uh, that some people from JSConf EU are helping them too. I actually also know the organizers. I, I met them at the at the last JSConf EU, and they just launched their website and announced uh, the CFP. It's also going to be a two day conference, just like JSConf EU, and they already already announced uh, three speakers. Uh, Pascal Precht is going to speak about something Angular 2. Then there's, oh, the others I just I don't know by heart. Oh, Louis Cowper is actually going to be be the MC <laughs> at the wow. event. Wow! Nice. Yeah, so awesome. Reactive, uh, re- the reactive podcast is there in spirit already. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> then there is Eliz- Elizabeth Engel. She's going to. St- She's going to talk about D3.js, and Ruth John is talking about JavaScript everywhere. Um, but the CFP is still open until something the f- um, uh, the 30th of May, I think. Something like that. So there's still a lot of time if you want to apply. And it's, cool. it's a really cool website, man. I really, it is. I'm looking at it beautiful. now. Yeah. Very nice. It's very well done. And... So I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna meet the main organizer also next week because next week I'm going to be in Düsseldorf at the Angular JS two masterclass by the Thoughtram guys, which is also Pascal Precht and uh, his I also guess his his name what's what's the other guy's name Chris Burgdorf I think yeah and um, <clears throat> so that's gonna be cool two days of learning Angular two and like doing a deep dive and stuff like that. Super cool. And um, and I'm going to meet at one of the evenings there, um, Madeleine or Madi. Or, um, she is going to be, she's going to be there and some other guys that are also organizing or just uh, friends <clears throat> to hang out. So that's really cool. So definitely um, if you are, if you can, you should definitely buy a ticket or apply for, to speak there because I think, I have a hunch that this is going to be a really good conference. Hmm. It's going to be in July. <clears throat> nice. Oh. Well, it's not like I can go to anywhere anyway. Any excuse I can get to go to Germany, I want to take. Ugh. Ah. Ah. Well, <laughs> fine. People of so Europe. Go where to exactly Germany. is it, though? Ruhrpott? Bochum. Yeah, but Bochum. Bochum. Germany. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, cool. 
Well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... <clears throat> All right. Any any new um any new reviews? Um, I will tell you in a minute. You <laughs> the two of you. Why don't you go over the uh, new Slack members if there are any? I don't. I don't think there that there are any new ones. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. That's nope. so sad. No new reviews. Why not? <laughs> so sad. No. Oh. Fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's totally so, fine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> must the feed from Apple must be broken. There's something wrong with it. Oh yeah, no, that's not it. That's that's what it's gonna be. Oh. That's okay. Well All right. if you do decide you want to leave a review, uh, it'd be really great if you did. Because, you know, that helps us uh reach more listeners and and it helps other other potential listeners, like not only find out if this is the right podcast for them, or I don't know. There's something with the ratings, I'm sure, that will also help us get more visibility on iTunes and blah blah blah. Anyway, you can find all of that in our show notes, which are at uh, reactive.audio. So um, check out the show notes, find all the links that we referred to, and um, leave us a review if you've got. Like thirty seconds to spare. Be so great, so great, and come join our Slack channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am uh, Khalil tweets and um, on Twitter, and you can also contact contact us over Reactive Pod on Twitter. All right, I'm H Glattergots on Twitter still, and um, yes, it would be nice if you would leave us a review, like uh, Raquel said, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Yep. And uh, I'm Rockbot on Twitter. Meh. Whatever. <laughs> <coughs> Chat That's with y'all right. next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.